Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We have more yes, welcome back. things to share this week. <laughs> Going to talk about some more stuff that God has shown us. Yeah, 100%. Um, should be good. Finally got the kids to bed. I know. <laughs> so we could record this in silence. Um, so hashtag blessed <laughs> and victory over that. Maybe the dog will bark. We don't know. Yeah. But the house is quiet. So that is prime time. For doing a podcast. <laughs> yep. It'll probably sound better too. Because we got new equipment. Yeah. <laughs> We're no longer holding the mics in our hands. Yeah, that's... I feel like we are graduating to a different level here yeah. on episode... Was it six? Yeah, and we're on the Mac now, so we'll see how it goes. There sounds. we go. So we're basically famous band. now, too. I think what we have... <laughs> what did you say there was? Like 70 people listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 70 downloads. So... We are now famous, and um, <laughs> for all those fans who stuck with us from the beginning, um, we won't forget you when we right, are yeah. on top of the podcast world, <laughs> which is coming soon. We are going to sell merch soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. We're going to have, um, yeah, a merch, a hat, for sure. Man, our, our hundred listener, just write your name <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> what do people say? I don't know. They don't say anything. I haven't. No, they say stuff. No you know, it's like, oh, the hundredth person to comment gets a, you know, whatever from yeah, us. Yeah, but there's no platform for I guess we're to comment in, on. Yeah, maybe we should have a social media. Yeah, maybe thing coming soon. Yeah, so we're um, gonna. I'm gonna start advertising this because mm-hmm. so far I have not. Yeah. Still, people listen. I so I, I finally actually shared the podcast with some people, which we didn't previously. So what yeah. I learned is when you tell people about it, people know about it. Yeah. So um, we're learning here. There's a lot to well, learn. No, come on. I knew that, but it's just. Well, I you didn't... refused to do it though, which I think is odd. I didn't refuse to do it. I wanted to build up a lot of content, and then mm-hmm. you tell people, and then they can listen, or and then you could start like a social media, and and then there's a lot of things for people to listen because if they subscribe and there's like one episode, yeah, they don't come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like our friends and family. You know, it's funny. I've taken classes on this. Have you? Yeah. When? At college. Very briefly. It's like, oh, you know, this is how you podcast and stuff like that. Mm. Well, there we know. Like a little media class, you know? It was all in preparation for this moment in time. But that's cool. I've actually learned a lot about how to share stuff and social media and... How to make art and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Are you going to make some art? I will. I will. Oh, I made this okay. one already. So. Did you? Yeah. I thought you like bought it from somebody. No, I didn't buy it. Like, You designed that thing? The, well, yeah, but it's if you know where to go, it's easy. You know what I mean? You could just get little images and clip them together and you just put Did you do that? It. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. I thought you paid for our little No, picture. I didn't pay for that. On the podcast with no. the little microphone. No. Oh. So you made this. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is all news to me. I don't know. I, I'm just the 
you know, the face. You're just the talent. The, on the face. You don't worry about I'm just the, the voice of the podcast. <laughs> you don't know. look behind the curtain. Yeah, I that it. stuff does not. I can't. Too busy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this week we are going to share about something God has shown me. Like the last week's. Or episodes, I should say, because we don't do this every week. But we're definitely gonna start recording more. Maybe, yeah, I think we probably should. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. You know, let's go. What do you want to talk about this week? All right. So, what I want to talk about this week or today uh, is, um, so I don't know if our if you remember Larry, um, the Green Goblin that God showed me in a vision. Um, self-hatred, other AKA self-hatred. Um, everyone remembers that Larry. So before I, um, you know, before like all that was kind of revealed, God had told me, he was like, you're living with monsters, monsters, like plural. And so I, it would have been like a, like a month or two, maybe I actually don't even know, maybe weeks later after my whole Larry thing, um, where I was just praying one night and God was like, yo, you're living with monsters. Right. And so I didn't, I was like, that's, I don't, ugh, it's a lot. Like, I don't like, oh, I don't want to live with monsters. Like, okay. Like, but at least now it's like, I know what to expect almost like with that vision. I'm like, okay, God. So like, I'm living with monsters. Show me the next goblin, you know, like, let's get rid of it. Let's, let's do what we need to do here. What are right, you trying to right. show me? Yeah. And so I'm praying about that and um, I start to see this red, angry, dragging looking face. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I'm like, it's kind of like a, the monster series of visions that God's showing me or something. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I start to see this, like this red, angry dragon. Actually, he had eyebrows that look like the angry birds, like really thick, disapproving angry bird eyebrows this thing was angry at me and um like i said i couldn't really see anything except for his face i just saw he had like yellow eyes really like dark thick bushy eyebrows that were like disapproving and um it was like angry and so i'm praying about that i'm like okay god what is this thing then so what are you trying to show me like what other monster am i dealing with what other problems do i have because clearly i just have a lot of problems (laughs) (laughs) So you don't look like it. Thank, thankfully. Um, anyway, so I'm praying about this, right? And I got no information about it. Like, I don't, I don't know anything. Um, I just know what I see, which is this thing's angry. So I'm like, okay. And do I have an anger problem? Like, what is this? You know? So I'm praying, I'm like, God, am I, I, do I have an anger problem? Which I wouldn't recognize that I did but hey after larry it's like who knew you know right well who knows you know so anyway i'm praying about that and what i could what the holy spirit was finally telling me um after a while was like this thing is angry it's more frustrated and it comes out um when things are unstable that's what i got from the holy spirit during my time of like trying to rebuke it or whatever get rid of it and so i'm praying about that i was like okay so like it's frustrated and it's, it comes out when things comes out when things are unstable. And what I could see was like, Jesus was like in my house and it was like, he was looking for this thing. Like he and the angels, like as right. I was praying and well. like warfaring, like I could see him like searching through the house. And it's funny because as I was praying that it was like the Holy Spirit was telling me, I was like, this one doesn't 
you don't drive this one out. This one, it drives in. It like hides within. Um, and I was like, I don't know what that means, God, but I'm just going to. I'm just going to go with it, you know? Right. And so I'm praying about it and, you know, I get nowhere and like, I'm like, God, I don't get it. What do you mean? Like it drives in. And that's why like I could see Jesus like hunting it down in my house. Like it was driving into the deep corners or deep whatever in my house. And, um, and when I say house, I mean more like, you know, my heart, like my God shows me my heart as like a house, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I could see this thing was hiding like in a closet and like deep, like dark closet, you know, it was driving in. And as I was praying, like the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, this one drives in this one. You don't drive out this one. You, you ask for freedom from like, you need freedom from this one. Um, it's not something that it gets cast out. It drives in. So it takes a little bit. So I'm like, okay, well I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, all I know is that, like I said, it's angry it's dry. It's like driven inside me and it won't like come out easily. And, um, like it comes out, like it gets frustrated and it has like bursts of anger. That's what I could tell, like in times of instability. Right. And so I was like, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Like, I have no idea. Like, you know, it's not the major things like anger or like whatever, because I, I was praying, I'm like, okay, God, am I angry? Like, is that, do I have an anger problem? Like, do I need to go to freaking anger management or something? Like, I don't know what's going on. And he was like, no, it's not that. So after a while, I start to kind of give up because it's like late and I want to go to bed. So I'm, I go upstairs and I go to sleep or I'm laying down to go to sleep. And as I'm laying down, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I was like, kind of like falling asleep. And he was like, it's, it's impatience. Right. And then I fell asleep. And huh. so the next day I woke up and I was like, I kind of forgot about it. And then I remembered that I was like, oh, yeah, I saw this whole thing. And I feel like God said it was impatience. But I'm, that was very, like, anticlimactic as far as, like, <laughs> <laughs> as far as, like, the whole Larry thing was, like, a big, like, revelation to me, you know. And, like, it made sense. But I'm like, this one, impatience. I'm like, what is that? Why would it be a monster like that? Like, why would it? I don't know. Like, I didn't get it. But it makes sense as far as, like, you know, me getting angry in circumstances where I'm, like, it's unstable, like, you know, or. So I'm like, okay, God, impatience. Like, I don't, what, doesn't, isn't everybody impatient at times? Like, I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't get what God was trying to say to me. Right. And so I go to take a shower. And as I'm in the shower, I start to. By the way, too, like when I'm in the shower, my mind like just is free to imagine all wild possibilities. And I think that's why (laughs) I don't know what it is. You like shower thoughts like that's I take that seriously. I come up with the weirdest stuff in the shower, not even like just like God's telling me stuff. It's just like I think about things that are beyond anyone's imagination. Like, I don't even know where it comes from. <laughs> well, everyone's like that. I, I guess yeah. so. But like, I think God speaks to me a lot in the shower because almost like my mind is free to just kind of There's no distractions think. in there. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know. You're kind of like in anything. autopilot, just. Yeah. You know. Well, God speaks to me a lot then, yeah. when I'm getting ready, like in the shower. And so anyway, I'm in the shower and all of a sudden I see... Like my house, right? Like not my actual house, but like a house that is my heart. And um, in this room, 
Are you trying not to yawn? <laughs> <laughs> so in in my house, I see this room, um, like a bedroom, and on the bed was this um, – your chair is making too much noise. It doesn't matter. Okay. On the bed, there was this little – Okay, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like something out of a Pixar movie. It looked like a little blob, like a translucent blob that was a baby. Right. It was like, I'm pretty sure it was something I've seen in Pixar. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a little baby, but it was like translucent. It was like a blob. And it had one little tooth and it was happy and it had a diaper on. It was like a happy little baby, uh, blob baby on right. my on my bed, on this bed in this bedroom in my house. And I and I was like, what is that? You know, what <laughs> what is going on? Like my shower thoughts are going wild. So I'm looking at this, like I'm seeing this baby in this room and I'm like, God, are you talking to me right now? What is, what am I seeing? What is this thing? And I um <laughs> I see the baby and it's happy and like it's just sitting on the bed and um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, that is baby patience. Hmm. And I was like, baby patience. What do you mean baby patience? What does that mean? And he was like, that's my child. That's, that's a fruit of the spirit is baby patience is like, and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're, you're like, he's like, I have children right. and that's my child. That's baby patience. And I was like, whoa. So wait a minute. You're telling me that the fruits of the spirit are babies and like children and not like little apples on the tree that you see in Sunday school, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that they're like actual like little beings that are alive and, yeah. and which makes sense to me because like fruit is like the children of like a tree, like, you know, it's the yeah. seeds of a tree. So it kind of makes sense. And yeah. I was like, wow, I've never thought of that before. I'm like, and the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, this is baby patience. This is my, my child that I've, I've, um, you know, put in your heart. And, and I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden I see impatience that like dragon dog come out of a, the closet in the same room that patience is in. Wow. And and the Holy Spirit was like, this is my baby that I've given you to take care of, but you have not taken care of baby patients properly. And he's like, I've given you food to feed baby patients, but instead of feeding the baby and nurturing the baby, you fed your impatience. Right. And um and so therefore your impatience has the ability to to thrive and to grow. And my baby that I've given you and that you've adopted as your own doesn't grow because you don't feed it and you don't take care of it and you don't nurture it. And I was like, whoa, that's wild. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, that's that's why, you know, impatience, it drives within you because it's your flesh. Like it lives in you. And he's like, you don't drive your flesh out. You starve your flesh out. It's like, I've given you freedom from the flesh. And in that freedom, that means that you don't have to feed your flesh anymore and you don't have to live by the flesh anymore. But now you're supposed to live by the spirit. And she's like, the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, when I, when you became a Christian and you accepted Jesus into your heart, 
you've you've now accepted the Holy Spirit as your spouse. It's like now the Holy Spirit's within you and it's it's like you're married to the Holy Spirit now and that's your that's your spouse. And with the Holy Spirit comes all of his children. Right. Um all of the fruits of the spirit are all his children. And now it's like, you know, you have all these fruits that you have to learn how to take care of. All these little babies of the spirit, you need to learn to nurture them right. and feed them instead of the flesh. Just like Galatians 5, it talks about living by the spirit and not by the flesh anymore. It talks all about how you have freedom from the flesh. Right. Wow. And now you have the ability to live by the spirit. But he said, but you have been, you've been neglecting baby patients. Like you have not cared for the baby. You let the baby sit on the bed. Meanwhile, you're taking the food that I've given you to feed baby patients and you fed your flesh with it. You wow. let impatience like run muck in your house. And um, so anyway, I was like, oh my gosh, that's wild. And what I could see was, is that the whole house had rooms for each of these fruits of the spirit, like each of these babies of the spirit, they all had their own room. And all of them were like of different like age frames, like age, ages, age groups. Like some were teenagers, like love was like a teenager or like right. joy was like a toddler. And, you know, depending on how well I nurtured them is how well they grew and how well they thrived. Wow. Yeah. And and the Holy Spirit was like, I, you have not been a good mother to my children. Wow. And he's like, you've neglected them and you have not cared for them. And um, you you have fed your flesh and starved my children. And I was like, oh, my God, I definitely have. Like, so I was like, I'm like, I gotta repent of this, you know? Yeah. Because I'm not treated the Holy Spirit's children right. And he was like, worst of all, um, I started to see, like, the Holy Spirit um, and her and and his children um, in a closet. And, um, and I could see, like, um, like, my whole house was, like, kind of chaotic, like, in this vision, like there was right. just crap everywhere, trash everywhere. Um, it was just kind of like not well kept. And what I could see is that in one of these rooms, I shoved the Holy Spirit and all the fruits of the Spirit and the, and the Spirit's children in this closet. And when I needed the Holy Spirit, I would rip the Holy Spirit out and use the Holy Spirit for whatever I needed to ho- use the Holy Spirit for. Right. And then shove them back into the closet again. And so. I was like, okay, I clearly, like, I'm not, like, treating the Holy Spirit well or something. Like, I don't know what's going on. So, like, praying about that and, like, repenting or whatever. And I kind of, like, it took me a couple days to kind of get all of this because I was like, I don't know what this means. And it's been kind of, like, this one, this vision was, like, a process, you know, to kind of, like, have it unfold. There was a lot of praying. But basically, in the first time I he showed me this, like, he was telling me that, you know, we're married now. Like I'm your spouse now. Right. Um, and it's like, it's like with anybody, like, you know, you could be a single person and you marry someone else that has kids. And it's like, you don't know how to take care of those kids. Right. You don't know how to raise them. You don't know how to love them. And like the, it's now it's a commitment from both of you to learn to treat these children that you have now married into as your own flesh and blood now. And the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, you've not been a good spouse to me. In fact, you've treated me almost like a prostitute where when you need me, you rip me out of the closet (laughs) and then you shove me back in when you don't need me anymore. And it's kind of like an abusive relationship. And like the Holy Spirit was trying to show me is like, you've, 
actually been abusing the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so, so like I had to repent of that. And, um, so as I was repenting of that, I started to see myself like nurturing these children more. Right. And, yeah. um, like holding baby patients and, you know, loving on baby patients, spending time with baby patients and like all the other children, it's just like anyone else's house. Like you have a whole house that has rooms in it. And like, as the children are small, they kind of are more confined to that space. Like, either toys and their like clothes and stuff like that. They're kind of in that room. But as they get bigger, they start to walk more and crawl and they're so they're more mobile and they start like you start seeing evidence of them in the rest of your house. And so as I was nurturing the fruits of the spirit instead of my flesh, I started to see um like like toddlers like being able to walk now in my house and like their toys were like left everywhere like in the kitchen in the dining room like evidence of the fruits of the children were everywhere in my house wow, and not amazing. just in one room and um in the i closet. even what not just in the closet anymore around the closet you're not just confined to one room too and so like yeah i had to i had to repent because i've never seen the fruits of the spirit like this as something things that were alive and something that needed to be nurtured like children in us um and so uh yeah as i was praying that i was like god forgive me because i have not been a good spouse to you like i have not um i have not been a good mother to our children like these are my children now right um and i've adopted you know and i want to live according to how you live your lifestyle. And so as I was praying that I started to see like, um, like them spreading out in my house. And I asked the Holy Spirit, I'm like, please make my house your home. Cause I've, I've shoved you in the, in the closet and I have not treated you right. And I've been abusive to you and, and kind of treated you like a prostitute. And when I need you and, and when I think it's like, I was like leading worship like for years now. And I know exactly what I was doing. Like, okay, I, I do whatever I want and not paying to the Holy, paying attention to the Holy Spirit the whole week. And then when Sunday comes, I'd be like, okay, Holy Spirit, like have your way here. You know, yeah. I need you now. So why don't you help me lead worship so that it's good? And then like, you know, so I rip the, the Holy Spirit out of that closet and then shove, shove them back in, you know? So wow. I had to repent because I, I have been in, like, I have grieved the Holy Spirit and Ephesians talks about how we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Everybody does that though. Mm -hmm. We all do that. Yeah. And, and the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, like I, I want access to your whole heart, not just parts of your heart. Mm -hmm. And, and what I could see, I was like, okay, God, my whole house was a mess. And, and I will be honest. And some people might not, not like this, but it is what it is. This is how God showed me. I say, I say he as the Holy Spirit, but what I could see, it was like the Holy Spirit was a battered woman. Yeah. And he was actually looked like a woman and it was like my wife kind of. And, and which it just made more sense in the context of this is that the Holy right. Spirit was a woman and these were her children and she's a really good mom to her children, but I've been a really bad spouse and bad parent to these children. Right. And, um, so yeah, I, I saw the Holy Spirit more as like a frustrated housewife or like an abused and battered housewife where right. I've shoved her in the closet. So anyway, I was telling the Holy Spirit, I'm like, please, please make my house, my heart, your home. Like, please make this a home for you, me, and the children. <laughs> right. Like, come wow. and just make everything the way you want it to be in my house. And so I saw the Holy Spirit come out of the, out of the closet, out of that one room. And I saw her come downstairs and clean up my house. Like, just take all the trash out and clean up everything. 
I saw her rearranging the furniture of my heart and my house and like making it the way she likes it, making it a home for us, you know? Right. And then I saw her going to the the fridge and like cleaning out all the junk food and the garbage that I've been eating. And, um, and I saw her go to the grocery store and buy good food, stuff that's like nutritious and, and, and valuable to me and, and comes back and, and she's making us a meal. And we sat down together and we ate a healthy meal, a home cooked meal by the Holy Spirit. All of the children, me and her, we all ate together as a family. And, yeah. um, and so I was like, yeah, God, like, this is what I want. Like, I want you to have access to my whole heart. Like, you know, and I want to eat of what you are preparing for me. I want to, I want to consume what you're making. And so then I started to see myself as kind of like a, a husband and I knew it was me, but it was like, kind of like a, a husband and wife scenario where like, now I'm finally like, you know, learning how to be a good husband to the Holy Spirit and I saw like myself being like, oh, I'm going to pay attention to the kids now and play with them and like, you know, nurture them now. And so what I saw was like, I was taking the kids outside in the front yard to play with them. And like one was riding the bike and the other one I was playing catch with. Right. And, um, and we were doing that. And as I was playing catch with one of the children, I saw like this really like beautiful woman driving this like amazing looking sports car you know some kind of like really exciting excitable sports car i don't know whatever you would probably like to look there you go lamborghini something like fancy and like flashy and as i was playing catch with my my spirit child um this car drove by and i saw the man me um the husband like just glanced over at the road to like kind of just it's just like he stole a glance you know and just kind of looked at this beautiful woman driving this amazing car and like he just kind of like got distracted a little bit and and looked at the car and looked at her but immediately like kind of shook it off and was like okay i can't look at that you know like yeah gonna pay attention now to my kid and as i saw that the holy spirit was like you have not been faithful to me wow and i was like i haven't and he said no he's like you have not been faithful to me. You have, you have lusted after the world wow. when you're only supposed to have eyes for me and, and you've not been faithful. And I know exactly what he's talking about. And I was like, you're right. I have not been faithful to you. Um, like I, and I, to, to, to say this and I'll bring this into it because it is what it is. We know the Holy spirit. And I think we mentioned this before about like alcohol, in our lives or whatever. Right, yeah. Like, the Holy Spirit kind of revealed to me. I, I knew exactly what he was talking about. I'm like, you're right. Like, it's almost like I looked, but I didn't touch type of thing. Right. It's like you kind of want to be a part of the world in some way because it kind of looks exciting and it's, like, attractive. But, you know, you're not supposed to. Right. But the thing is that the Holy Spirit wants us to have only eyes for him, you know, and yeah. only eyes for 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 this the spirit and live in the spirit or whatever but it's like when the holy spirit came in and cleaned out our fridge my fridge took out all the crap that i've been eating and consuming it was like when god told me you know leading up to after we went to blonde company and we came home and i, I like i just got rid of all the alcohol in my fridge and in our house i stumped it out and as i did that i made space for god to to do stuff like it's like right. you know you got rid of all the things you made space you made room for him yeah to fill it with good stuff like i had all this room in my fridge after i took out these bottles of whatever and i was like oh my god i have so much space in here 
And like the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, you have so much space now. When you make room, you have space for something good to put right. in. And anyway, to say all that, you know, the Holy Spirit had been telling me for a long time in, in very subtle ways and not aggressive at all. She'd be like, maybe don't drink. Like, was that really a good idea? Like, did you right. really want to do that? You know, maybe you shouldn't. And it was never anything forceful and it was never anything like, oh, yeah, God was like, stop drinking now. You know, it was yeah. never like that. It was only just like a little hint, like a little tug. It was never anything obvious. But if you're not paying attention, it you can blow it off easily. Right. But I was paying attention and I kind of knew like the Holy Spirit was trying to tell me like, maybe don't drink anymore. Like for you, maybe you shouldn't do it. You know, other people, whatever. The Holy Spirit tells you what you can and cannot do. It's your job to listen. Yeah. And when I blew the Holy Spirit off every time he said that, I was being unfaithful. And I know why I wanted to drink. And it was because I was lusting after the world and the things of the world. Like, yeah. I wanted to feel good too. You know, I wanted to have a good time, relax, whatever. And so it was for me, it was just like a, it, it was an unfaithfulness to the Holy Spirit. Not because drinking is bad. What was bad here was my disobedience to the Holy Spirit when he said to not do it. That was where the problem was. Not right. that it was alcohol. It could have been watching TV. It could have been, I don't know, playing Legos for all I care. If God right. told me not to do it, th the sin is not obeying. That's the sin. It's not right. in the object. It's in the listening and the obedience. And so anyway, to say all that, I'm like, you're right, God. I have not been faithful to you. I have lusted after the world in many different ways. And that's not just one. Not all of them, I mean. And so I repented and then I saw myself, um, after a while I went back to playing and I saw myself like I got tired. So I sat down, um, like on a bench and I pulled out my phone and I started like scrolling on my phone as the kids were trying to play. And, and instead of watching the kids, I was just on the phone. And as I was doing that, like scrolling, 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 the Holy Spirit was like, you've been distracted. It's like, You've been distracted. You have given your focus and your attention to everything else but me and the children. And so I was like, you're right, God. I have been distracted. I have looked, uh, I have purposely looked for things to distract me, like being on social media or watching TV instead of being in your presence and being with you instead of nurturing you and the children. I have been distracted. And so I had to repent. And I, I saw the like myself, the, the man, take the phone and throw the phone in the trash can. And I was like, okay, there's just too much going on out here in the front yard. I'm going to go take the kids back to the backyard where it's more secluded. And so as we're walking through the house, we go, we go into our backyard and everything was like secluded back there. There was like trees, nobody around. It was like a backyard party. And the Holy Spirit, like she was grilling up some hamburgers to feed us. It was like a nice family time. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's like a lot of repenting with this vision. But I, I, what I saw was like um, after we had kind of enjoyed our time with our family, like me and the Holy Spirit, this this man and this wife, we go inside and like they they start to like be affectionate with each other. And that's when I was like, okay, <laughs> this is my imaginary, like this is my imagination or something like this seems like God is this PG? Like what's happening? What are you showing me? But I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, no, let this unfold. And so I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> and what I could see was that like the man and the woman, as married couples do, are affectionate and intimate with each other. And um, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me um, 
who is like, you know, in our times of intimacy, you have been self-seeking. You have been self-serving. And when, when we are together, when you spend time with me, it should be about what you can bring and not what you can take. And he said, with any healthy relationship, it has to be about what you can give to each other. And, and he was like, you have been selfish and you've been self-seeking. And so I was like, you're right, Holy Spirit. I have been. I, I spend time with you because of what I can get from you. Right. Wow. And um, yeah, and it's like, I, you're right, Holy Spirit. I, I've been selfish because every time I sit down to be with God, it's about me and about what I can take in the moment from God. What can you give me, God? Never about really what I can bring to him to please him. And, and, and the Holy Spirit was like, you know, that is not a healthy relationship. And so I had to repent again. <laughs> so many things I've had to repent of because I've not been a good spouse to the Holy Spirit. But as the Holy Spirit has come and I've made room for the Holy Spirit to actually have access to my whole heart, uh, the Holy Spirit has come and made my house, my heart, his home. And it has completely transformed my heart and, and, and how I relate to him. And how I relate to the fruits of the spirit, knowing that like it, this actually is an active thing where I have to learn now how to be a good parent to the spirit's children and how I have to learn how to be a good spouse to the Holy Spirit, because it really is that we're married. It's that's exactly the Holy Spirit is he wants us to know him as a person and not just like a thing or like a idea or a concept or right. like the helper or whatever. Like, right. no, the Holy Spirit is a person. And, and how we relate to him, um, matters. And, um, yeah. So anyway, um, and all of this stuff, like you, I referenced like Galatians five thirteen. just start reading that, um, talking about living by the spirit, like, cause the Holy spirit wants us, when we get married, we take on the lifestyle of our spouse. It's like, we had our own way of life. And then as we got married, now it's a meshing. Yeah. Of the lifestyles. But the thing is, is like the Holy Spirit is like, your lifestyle is the flesh. Mine's a spirit. Take on the spirit's lifestyle now. And so like, I don't know how to be a parent to the Holy Spirit's children, but he teaches me how to nurture them and how to love them and and how to, um, you know, provide uh, so that they grow in my life. Um, provide them the, basically the attention <laughs> that I would normally give my flesh. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't have to feed my flesh anymore. Actually, I have freedom from the flesh. Before, I was a slave to my desires, to my fleshly desires. I am no longer a slave to my flesh anymore. So I don't have to feed the flesh. That's an act of choice to take food from baby patient's mouth and put it into the impatient's dog mouth or whatever that thing was, dragon's yeah. mouth. Um, that's a choice. And I was making that choice. And so the Holy Spirit is trying to tell me like, no, this is not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Seeing it this way is so helpful because when the Bible talks about the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you maybe think, oh, it's a fruit. You don't do anything to a fruit. The only thing you do to a fruit is you eat it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, how do I eat this? Oh, how do I get this? Whatever. But when you look at it as, you know, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are leaving, living children. Yeah. And you have to feed them. You have to take care of them. It's just mind blowing. Yeah. And like, you know, I've shared this a couple of times now and every time, every time it's kind of the same when I ask the Holy Spirit. So when I share this, like, what do you want me to say about it? Like, what do you want people to know um, or be considerate of? Um, like, what's the point? 
And the Holy Spirit is always like, tell them I want to go to marriage counseling because there are grievances. Yeah. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to take us to marriage counseling. He wants to to highlight these areas um, so that we can work on them together. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's what God showed me um, about relating to the Holy Spirit. That's something I have done so poorly. I didn't even know that I was like an abusive spouse. <laughs> yeah. You know, I never thought of it like that, but it makes complete sense, you know? Um, but so now my prayer when I wake up in the morning is like, how can I be a good spouse to you today? Holy spirit, how do I be attentive to you right. as a good spouse? Um, because I, I want to, you know, how do you spend time with the Holy spirit? Not just when you want to, you know, how you listen whenever you're out about doing whatever you want to do. It's just, it's difficult. You have to relearn everything now. Because usually you, most people, you know, only think about God or, you know, worship and this and that. And when it's Sunday, mm -hmm. you're at church. Yeah. But, you know, that's just like the Holy Spirit showed you. You shove him into a closet. And when you need him, you take him out. Yeah. It's true. And like God has shown me. And it, it is hard because I think I've grown up thinking this way, like compartmentalizing spirituality. It's like, okay, God is for Sundays in church and when I decide to pray and do Bible stuff. And then like work is work, family's family. But that is not the setup of the kingdom. You know what I mean? Like he is with us all day long. The moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed and the Holy Spirit is with us all day long. It's never a matter of whether or not he's with us. He is always with us. He lives inside of us. Like his home right, is in yeah. our heart. Like that is, that's why God shows me my heart as a house. Cause it's like, this is his house. This is what I've given him to dwell in. He dwells in me. And just like John 15 talks about like, you know, being in the vine and of the vine, like you can't be cut off from the branches. Like he's inside of us. The thing is though, is that we are not always with him. Like we don't always recognize that we're with him. Like he's with us, but we're not always with him. And I think living by the spirit is, is a recognition that like a mindfulness, like a mindset change, a lifestyle change where every moment I, I'm awake, I am, I have the potential to be in communion with the Holy Spirit, in communication and living in the Spirit. Um, that is exactly what we're called to do is live in the Spirit. And yeah. so like that, I think depending on how we pursue it, it it becomes more and more natural to us, more natural to us than the actual natural. Like what is supernatural, I believe, has the ability to become more natural than what is physically in front of us. If we, we are practicing at it to be honest i think it takes practice to be it like is, yeah. i'm going to deny my flesh and pursue a life in the spirit like so i'm going to deny this moment where i want my angry outburst <laughs> yeah you know i'm going to deny that and i'm going to feed patience instead so patience can grow after you told me that a while ago i i did have moments where i would be in a situation and then it's like oh you know, something would aggravate me. And at that moment, Holy Spirit's like, who do you want to feed now? You want to feed your anger or you want to feed patience? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's very helpful to know these things. Yeah. And it's like, I saw even too, it's like, as you feed your, uh, feed the fruits of the spirit, the children of the spirit, like, um, 
they grow. Like I said, it's like I could see like the kids growing and like in each stage of life, like toddlers, like I said before, how they were like toddling about in my house and like leaving toys everywhere and evidence of them in all aspects of my heart. And then I could see where they were going out in the yard and like playing in the yard. And if you were to drive by, you would see like, oh, there's definitely there's kids that live there, like their toys and all their crap is everywhere. Like our yard has like baby doll heads like <laughs> random like you know and shoes i don't know what is up with our kids leaving their shoes yeah. out in our yard to get rained on but whatever what about the neighbors too the oh yeah that that's right that's... in the neighbor's yard too Addie. well Addie, when she was little she would no she... not that part when when you told me this first uh well no no you... i'm gonna get to that just let it develop okay okay <laughs> but anyway no um well to to finish what i was initially saying is like Addie, when she was a toddler when we first moved here, did not like wearing pants or any other articles of clothing. So she would begin with clothes on and end up outside. I'd just see her and she'd be naked. She would just drop <laughs> pants in the neighbor's yard or when she's playing and like underwear. We just find them in the yard all the time. But anyway, but yeah, like I could see like the, the, um, spirits children like growing and like is just like any other kids. Like, Oh, they're teenagers now. Now they're learning to drive. So now we can see them like driving in the neighborhood and affecting the neighborhood and like just yeah. kind of like outgrowing the space. And now, and then God's like, that is exactly what I need them to do. I need them to outgrow your space so that other people will have the evidence of it, um, the residue of them, be impacted by them. Yeah. You know, I could even see like one of the kids like going over and mowing the neighbor's yard, you know, like the lawn. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, it's like. But the thing is, if if you never nurture your the fruits of the spirit, they're always going to stay small and infant staged and starved and, and kind of sitting because they don't move. But as you grow them and you nurture them and you love them and care for them and pay attention to them more than the flesh, they will grow and they will expand and they will overflow. And that's exactly what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And, you know, even thinking about it too, it's like, like children do, they they reproduce and there's just more fruit. Like we're always supposed to be bearing fruit, you know, even in yeah. this aspect. It's like your children will have children and their children will have children and there will just be a multiplication. There will just be, you know, a, pr- a fruit production, you know? Yeah. I think that's what we're supposed to be like. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. This is an amazing, uh, I feel like these are parables. You know how Jesus spoke to the disciples in parables because that's yeah. what they could understand. I feel like it's coming full circle now because it's in the Bible and it's not a parable, but now it is a parable kind of like explained to us in that way. Yeah. But I don't know. This is stuff I've never heard before. I've never heard anybody um, describe the fruits of the Spirit this way. Yeah, me neither. And everything else too. So it's just like, to me amazing revelation honestly yeah well i think i i don't know i I don't know why god showed me it like this other than the fact as i asked like i'm praying right like i so i've been listening to like (laughs) i've been listening to Catherine coleman like right that lady was wild like and not like once you get past her like weird 
way she talks and <laughs> how she was very eccentric <laughs> and like theatrical. Once you kind of get past that and actually like listen to her and what happened in her like services and stuff, it blows my mind. And I, like I was listening to one sermon by her. And she said it again too in another one that I listened to. Um, but like, dude, she's on the money about stuff. But she was um, talking um, about uh, – I'm distracted now. So, okay, she was uh, – <laughs> I'll cut it out. Yeah, he's just like drinking now, but you're going to hear it. So, anyway, so – one of the sermons, she, she didn't say anything profound. It wasn't like anything crazy, like, oh my God, I never heard that before. Wow, so wild. It wasn't like that, but in the same sense, it was extremely profound. <laughs> it was yeah. like everything you need to know and hear. And she was like, yo, I think she was talking to like the kids, the, the college students at Oral Roberts University, which I think she preached there quite often. But she was like, first off, I'm not coming to you to share a sermon i'm just sharing my experiences like this is just what god has shown me right she's like i'm not trying to preach you something i've never experienced before this is what god's doing in me and so that resonated with me because i'm like that's all i'm doing also is like i'm just sharing what god has shown me i'm not trying to change anybody or do anything i'm just sharing what god's done to change me yeah nowadays most people go straight to you know i want to preach i want to do this do this or that and so they so they go learn the word of God, mm-hmm. but they don't bother to learn about God. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they don't bother to have a relationship with God. They just build a relationship with the, with his word. Yeah. And no wonder they go around and preach and, and the word of God, it's powerful or whatever, but it's not your testimony. Your right. testimony is what you live out with God every day. Yeah. So you can't replace, you know, what God wants to do in you. With what he's done to other people, because that's what the Bible is. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's an account of what God has done to other people, whatever. And that's their testimony. And you know, it's here to bless us and everything. And the Word of God is amazing. But you need to find your own experiences with God. You know what I mean? Like you need to hear from God, not just read what other people heard and their experiences with God. Yeah, I don't need another concept of the Bible or another like, you know, viewpoint or, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't need another person's opinion. Commentary. A commentary. I yeah. don't need it. I, I need God to tell me what he's talking about. Yeah. Um. But anyway, to say all that, like Catherine Coleman, she, she didn't really even talk about like the shoot didn't pull out deep scripture and explained, you know, all this theology that I've never, she didn't say anything, but what she said, she was like, you know, was talking about how like people just show up to her meetings and God will heal them. Like, and she doesn't even pray for them. She, she didn't did even pray, pray for them. For anybody? He would just be like, no, she'd just be like, hey, over there in that section, God just healed you of cancer, and like, <laughs> or like some lady was like crippled, and she like got healed and started pushing her own wheelchair like up the steps and. She's wow. like, God healed me. Like, I couldn't walk. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, then, and she didn't touch anybody. The thing is, so she was, like, explaining how, like, God's been doing whatever. Um, and the point was, she was like, God can do the same thing for you. It's like, I am not special, she would say. Like, I am not special. 
I, I don't think I'm even that special to God. I'm just, you know, like he, we're all special to God, but like, it's not like, oh, this one's, this one's the one, this one I want to mark. This is the, where the money's yeah. at over here. She's like, no, she's like, I just want him more. Yeah. I just want him more, more than anything else. Exactly. That's all it takes. It all it takes. Exactly. And that is exactly how I feel. Now, God. man, I just want him more. Yeah. And that's it. So like God showing me different things because I'm asking him to, because yeah. I'm spending time with him because I'm not watching TV anymore and I'm not drinking anymore and I'm not looking to be distracted and I'm not lusting after the world anymore. And when I'm spending time with God, I'm not trying to be selfish anymore, asking him what he can do for me and how I want him to do it. And I'm not pushing the Holy Spirit back in the closet when I don't need the Holy Spirit anymore. I just want him more now. I just want him. And that is the difference. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. This, everything you've heard from God has been amazing. It's it's blessed me so much. I just, uh, I can't even handle it sometimes. I was like, mm. this is so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. I feel like I'm in a dream. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I've been dreaming for the past like six months. Mm. It's been that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you had told me to write um, a book about, you know, even a fantasy book, like, what do you think it would be like a walk with God that's super amazing? Like, I wouldn't have written this. You know what I mean? Like, I can't come up with this stuff. Yeah, I can't either. I didn't make any of this up. Yeah. I didn't know the Bible well enough to <laughs> make any of this stuff up. Like, God will show well, me the scriptures. Do, and then they don't... Well, sh- get anything sure but like i don't you know um like god will show me something and then he'll give me the verse for it and i'm like oh my god that's what that meant (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even and then like he'll he'll just give me like a little like whatever i can remember because at least one thing i can say for myself is like since i grew up in church there are scriptures that are deep in me i may not have memorized them all but i know at least the first parts of them (laughs) and you heard it all well, yeah, I've, like, I've read the Bible through and through a, yeah. a couple times. But, you know, like I've not been the person that's the, over there memorizing scripture. I've never done it and I'm still not doing it. Well, there's but, reading something and then there's experiencing something. Yeah, but that like... even that, though, it's just be like, you know, pff, I don't know. I'll just be God will show me something. Oh, OK. So like the the Larry one, like the Larry vision I'm looking at me pushing over dead bodies and I'm like, what is happening? And then, then God was like, I don't fight as one who beats the air. So like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. So I Google that scripture and then I'm like, oh, this is what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, like God explains his word to me in visual form, it looks like, because <laughs> uh, apparently I'm a visual learner. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's what's happening as far as like scripture goes with this. But um, Yeah. 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 Yeah, I see stuff too. Um I don't not as much as you do. But like you said, it's just I don't think I am pursuing it as hard as you are. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's one thing too that Catherine Coleman said. He's like, This is this is gonna cost you. Yeah. And that's the whole point. It's like if you want him more then it more than what? What are the other things that you don't want? Yeah. And you want God over. And like I said, that and it is costly. It is costly to be like, oh, I'd rather just watch something and let my mind wander and like, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, it's probably sounds stupid, 
But like that is a big sacrifice, you know, as far as I go, like it's not a huge sacrifice, but it's like, I don't know, I'm used to just like watching a show and binge watching and just like doing whatever I want. And I don't do that now. Like when I have time alone, I spend it with God. That's what I do. Um, I don't watch TV and I don't, you know, I, I don't have social media. I don't have things to distract me. And that's not because... Like, I'm not saying everyone has to do that, but I don't know though. <laughs> I mean, if you, how much of him do you want? That's the point. Right. It's like if you want him that much, then you're going to take every moment you can to spend with him. Yeah. And I think God honors that. And I think that's all that all that this is truly. Like I want God more than TV. I want yeah. God more. Yeah, 100%. I don't ever want to go back to being asleep spiritually or blind. It just costs too greatly to be that blind. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. I can't add to that. Yeah. I think you covered it all. One thing I want people to get from this podcast is that, first of all, I hope this makes you hungry and thirsty for God. Because it does to me. Like, you've inspired me to do this stuff too. And the other thing is too that you can have it. You can't yeah. have this. It's not... I've been a Christian almost 40 years now all my life. And I've always wanted it. Like, I've always wanted what's happening to us now. Yeah. I, first of all, thank God that he kind of kicked us off. Thank God he's giving you the wisdom to pursue it. Because this could have been a one-time thing. You know what I mean? Like, we could have come back back from that uh, conference and it was like, could have been like a flash. You know what I mean? And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're back to being asleep again. But this has been going for six months now. And it's getting better and it's amazing. And I yeah. think people can... Um, I think other people can get there too. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just have to want it. It's... I hate saying this. I hate saying you just have to want this. You just have to pursue it. Because I've heard this all my life and it's just yeah. never happened. Yeah. But it's that simple. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's that simple. It's true. This is all I've ever wanted. I've yeah. only ever wanted God to just talk I feel, to me. I feel alive. Yeah. I feel alive. Yeah, me too. Um, and it, and it, it, and God has shown me like since all of this, like visions about this, but it really comes down to one thing. Like David talks about it in Psalms 27, 80. He's like, you know, one thing I ask, one thing I seek is to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and dwell in your house forever. Yeah. And um, he's like, you know, you say to my heart, seek his face. And so David's like, okay, God, your face I will seek. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. one thing you need to do is pursue his face, seek one his thing, face. One thing I will say to people is that you, in some form, hear from God. You just don't think you are hearing from God. Yeah. Um, try and identify the things that God is speaking to you about and ask him about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you pray and all of a sudden you see some weird image in your head, it's probably God showing you something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you have to pull on that. You have to press on those things. You have to, it's weird for me to say that you have to believe that God is trying to show you something. And it's not because it doesn't f- I, I've always thought that, you know, God showing you something, it was like, you'd be shaken. It was like this weird experience and you like, you have lightning running through your veins or it's not, mm-hmm. it's so subtle yeah. that we can easily brush it off. Yeah. And I can see that now 
you know, going back forever. God's always spoke to us. You just, you just, you didn't believe it. Yeah. You didn't think it was this easy. You didn't think you could do it. You didn't think you, maybe you listened to the devil and the devil's like, that's not God. Right. Yeah. Don't listen to that. Are you sure that's God? Because that's what his voice sounds like. Are you sure that's God? Yeah. What kind of, you know, is that right theology? Is that, you know, where's that coming from? Yeah. The devil will come up to you and say, I want to protect you. I want to do this. And you think that's God's voice, but that's the enemy's voice. Yeah, it's true. He's the only one that will come up to you and give you all sorts of weird feelings about something. Because God would not give you like shame or fear or this and that. So whenever you hear from God or you have like kind of a word from God, maybe you ha you had a word at church or whatever. People come like that voice will come to you the next day and like give you the doubt. That's the enemy. And you think that that's God, but that's not God. That's the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's funny about that too, is like, I have always saw stuff. God yeah. has always shown me things. Yeah. I just didn't recognize it. Yeah. Or it was so few and far between. And it's funny. A lot of it time, a lot of times too, I think God showed me things. It's almost like, Hey, you know, not, not, um, what's a good way to, to demonstrate this. It's kind of like, <laughs> It's like he like wants he no he wants us to pursue him yeah and it's almost like hey I'll show you something why don't you ask me about it right why don't you ask me right. what that means yeah I never did that's the difference yeah. all of this God has shown me something He's not giving me the full explanation right away I've had to pursue it like I've right. had to ask God what does that mean God what are you trying to say to me right now I don't yeah. get it like I don't get most of what He's saying <laughs> at first and that's it, happened to me a lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times. A lot of times I had to come back the next day and keep praying about stuff. And either this, I I would either see the same image or I'd have to go back and say, God, well, what did that, what does that mean? Yeah. Like show, like what's the rest of this movie? You know, it's like you're seeing a movie and a movie stops. Mm -hmm. Next day you got to hit play again and watch it again. And, and <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, uh, when I'm praying and I'm seeing something, it's like I'm seeing it from one camera angle. And then I have to kind of like imagine myself from a different point of view. You know what I mean? And then I almost like I turned. I, I physically turned my body. I was like, I want to see this from another direction and see what's going on now. And mm -hmm. then that way I can see more things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I look at it as almost like a... Like God is trying to lead us somewhere or lead us to him a lot of times. And it's almost like he leaves like bread crumbs and it's yeah. like, you know, I have a trail for you here. If you just keep going, you know, yeah. if you just keep consuming. And I feel like that's a huge thing that God does with me. I think it's like he leaves a, a, a trail like of breadcrumbs for me. And then what I used to do is like, oh, look, there's a trail of breadcrumbs. I wonder who that's for. <laughs> like, keep yeah. going. Or that's like, what I felt like he told me the other day. Like, if I make it, if I just give you visions, if I just do that, you're not going to pursue it. You're not going to grow. You know, it's not going to change anything. I, God's like, I can't just, you know, straight up show you something. And he was like, you have to work for it. You have to work for it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, when you're seeing I mean, I something, know you know what I mean? Not, not like, it. not like, what I'm trying to say is like when you, you go into the presence of God, you start praying and stuff. You don't just see something. Uh, you don't just have a vision and it's like it's complete and stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you do. Yeah, it depends. But sometimes you got to put effort into it. 
Well, I think that, like I said, he's trying to lead you somewhere. Yeah. So whether he's trying to lead you to freedom or, you know, yeah. lead you to a revelation of him. You also to... need to understand what's happening. Like, right. It's almost a things. process. Yeah. Like all, like, especially take Larry, for instance, like I had to understand that I had expectations for you that were not like yeah. reasonable in order to understand that I had expectations for myself that were born out of self-hatred like i had to go through that process it was a process of being like like okay first i need to ask for forgiveness because i'm treating you like crap and then second i have to ask for forgiveness because i you know hate myself (laughs) whatever i don't know it's a process so i think each like breadcrumb is like almost like okay like this is the first part of it i need you to work through this because there's layers to this i think everything has layers it was like layers it's like an onion if you want to get to the center of the onion I guess God could take a knife and cut it open or they could peel it. And I think sometimes it, you need to peel everything so that you can get whole, like completely restored. I, a lot of times we have like almost like symptoms of stuff, you know, like again, like the Larry vision. It's like the symptom of self-hatred was my unyielding high expectations for you and for myself. Like I would beat myself up. Yeah, These were layers that God needed to pull back so that I could get to the root of the issue, which was self-hatred. Um, if God had just been like, Hey, you hate yourself, uh, I'd be like, No, I don't, God. Yeah. I don't hate myself. That was so subtle that I didn't even recognize it. Yeah. But he had to peel it back in layers so that I could get to the like the center of the Tootsie Roll Pop, you know? <laughs> it, it you have to like you like have to lick to, it. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes I think we give up on the route there. You know, yeah. we're like get distracted. And that's the enemy is so good for that. Like, hey, exactly. I can almost see it as like a little Hansel and Gretel, like in the woods, like, you know, fall on a trail of candy or something. And it's like in the middle of consuming one of these little breadcrumbs, you know, the enemy's like, hey, look over here. And I look over there and it's like, oh, I'll go over to there. <laughs> you yeah. know, they just kind of get lost in it. So that's a part of why, like the whole pursuit and like the desire for more really comes into play. It's like, man, you can have as much of God as you possibly want. I don't think there's a limit. Um, I mean, the, the, the Bible says like the more you seek him, uh, the more you find him. And, you know, as you draw near to him, he draws near to you. Right. So yeah, it's really about what you want. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. But yeah. anyway, I think that will be the conclusion of this episode. Now we can end it. Yeah. <laughs> now we'll end it. Okay. Bye. <laughs> no, <laughs> Uh, we have to come up with like an easier way to be like, okay, guys, we'll see you next week. I'll just put the music hit, right here. Hit like and subscribe. Share with your friends. Yeah. Actually, that would be good. You should share with your friends. You should share this podcast. That would be good. Um, yeah. 